Amen. If you've got your Bibles, I'm just going to read a couple verses. Hebrews chapter 4 in verse 15 and 16. Hebrews 4, 15 and 16. When you're there, say amen. Amen. Just a couple. I'll give you a couple minutes. We are today, uh, of course, praying and uh, for the Shannon family. We love them in their time of loss, and we will remember them and love them so much. I hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving, great holiday season. I know that this has been a year of loss in our church, and so if Thanksgiving was a, a tough day, just know that you have a church family here that loves you and is thinking about you and praying for you as we go into this continuation of the holiday season. We love you. Hebrews 4 and 15 says this, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched. Who's thankful for that? For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So let us, therefore, come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. I'm going to preach on this one word title today, touched. Someone say touched. I'm thankful that we can touch God and that God can touch us on this Sunday morning. The Bible tells us that all of us were knit together in our mother's womb, that we were formed in the womb and our organs began to form in that space, in that place. Our largest organ that we have is this thing right here. It's our skin. It's the largest organ we have, and our skin receives and sends all the vital messages our body needs, physical messages such as heat and cold, Danger, safety, pain, and pleasure all come through this organ called our skin. Psychological messages such as love and care can be received through our skin. Many years ago, a study was done to see if there was a correlation between stimulation and physical development. I think this is interesting. They studied 30 premature babies, and after after they had left the hospital. And the doctor divided the babies into two groups, the controlled group, which were instructed to use the usual uh, newborn, n- newborn care that a family would give to, to a baby, while the experimental group was taught to uh, daily massage and to, to truly uh, just hold that baby as much as they possibly can, more than normal, to, to massage the baby and to touch the baby as much as possible. Uh, they were to, to take great care and constantly hold that child. And after, at four months of age, the babies who had been massaged and who had been, had been held more than the others, that had been touched more than the others, this is what they found out that they were ahead in both the neurological development and weight gain, that the babies that were touched the most, in other words, that those babies grew the most, that there was a connection between the touching and the growth, that there was connection between human touch and growth. 
Dr. Ruth Rice, the physician that was in charge of the study, this is what she said, that loving touch provides psychological benefits which have long-term effects. So it was more than just the physical, it was the psychological. She said, through touch, infants communicate with their environment. Intensive care babies especially need loving touch from their caregivers to form positive, trusting, and loving relationships. In other words, touch is important. Her research documented these benefits of of touch, and they'll show these on the screen. One is that babies gain weight faster. Also that they have longer periods of quiet sleep. Babies have neurological growth and development um, that's enhanced when they're touched. Temperature remains more stable, that there's higher levels of blood oxygen, that the immune system is strengthened, that higher scores of motor and mental development uh, comes from, from those tests. Infants cry less and are more relaxed and smile more. Anxious, anxious parents become more confident and more opportunity for bonding and uh, attachment happens in that, in, when that's going on. And babies are actually frequently discharged earlier from the hospital. Uh, I thought that's so interesting from that study. Touch is important. Touch is described in Webster's Dictionary as the special sense by which pressure exerted on the skin is perceived. We know what what touch is. If if you feel comfortable, why don't you just go ahead and touch your neighbor right now? Uh, Not too hard, not too hard, only if it's appropriate. Um, We've all been touched, and we've all felt touch, and we know that touch is more than just the physical uh, nature, but there is a, a deeper, deeper impact of touch that cannot be felt physically, but is felt mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Touch is important. In fact, Webster documents that, and they even say that, that the touch, that there is a, an emotional stirring that happens when we are touched. Touch is important. In the beginning, God created Adam from the dust of the earth and breathed that breath of life into him, and he was made a living soul. And as God created in those days, he would create something and say, it was good. And he would, the next day, he would create something and say, it was good. The one thing that was not good was that man should not be alone. Because when man is alone, they cannot be touched. To have power, dominion, and authority without touch isn't good for man. Touch is important. Those effects of touch, those emotional, spiritual uh, effects that happen from touch are truly the most important of all. That's why we work the word touch into our language because it's important. No one can touch his work, someone would say, or those are problems that touch us all. She has a touch of jealousy. I hope not. She, he has just the right touch. She's never lost her touch, and that song really touched me. Touch is important. Touch reaches down beyond just the physical, and it It really impacts our life. And that's why I'm thankful that I can stand on a Sunday morning and say, God touched me. That God made a difference in my life. That he reached down right where I was at. And he touched me. The touch of God will change your life. The touch of God 
can change your life today. Touch is important. With that said, isn't it sad that to our children, maybe sometimes to our clumsy friends and family, we have to say things like this. Don't touch that. Don't touch that. You've said it. I've said it. I've got children. I've got one child, Oliver, who came out of the womb touching everything. And still grabs at everything. Just don't, just watch out if you put your head close to his hand. He's going to grab your hair. He's going to touch it and he's going to pull it. He's going to touch everything. And so we have to say things like that. Don't touch that. Don't touch this. It's necessary. It's necessary that we speak these words. Don't touch. Don't touch. And those words, don't touch, summarize a lot and a portion of human existence, doesn't it? The Old Testament was the don't touch testament. When you look at those early scriptures, we see a lot of don't touch verses. Verses like Genesis 3 and 3, which says, But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden. Does anybody remember this? But God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. In other words, don't touch Don't touch the tree. Exodus 19 and 12 says, And thou shalt set bounds unto the people round about, saying, Take heed to yourself that ye go not up into the mount or touch the border of it. Wheresoever toucheth the mount shall surely be put to death. Don't touch. Leviticus 5 and 2, Or if a soul touch an unclean thing, there's a lot of this in Scripture, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or a carcass of unclean cattle or the carcass of unclean creeping things and if it be hidden from him he also shall be unclean and guilty so in other words scripture saying don't touch don't touch and all through the law of God in the Old Testament there's these commandments we see it over and over don't touch don't touch don't touch and let's go ahead turn to your neighbor and say don't touch me again don't touch don't touch We see a lot of these in Leviticus, these scriptures. Leviticus gave direction on a lot of things, including the terrible disease called leprosy that we see throughout the Bible. And in in chapter 13, 45 and 46, it says, And the leper in whom the plague is, his clothes shall be rent and his head bare, and he shall put a covering upon his upper lip and shall cry, Unclean, unclean. And all the days wherein the plague shall be in him, he shall be defiled. He is unclean. He shall dwell alone. Without the camp shall his habitation be. He shall dwell alone. In other words, don't touch him, and he can't touch you. It's a sad thing. This command was to all of Israel. Don't touch him. Leave him alone. Don't touch. In Leviticus 15, 19, it was an issue of blood. It said, and if a woman have an issue, and her issue in her flesh be blood, she shall be put apart seven days. And whosoever toucheth her shall be unclean unto the even. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. The don't touch commandments, they are necessary for our children. When we go into a china shop, now, I've never been in a china shop I don't know if there still are china shops, but if I were to go into a china shop, I would have to tell my kids, don't touch, don't touch, 
don't touch. Another, I, in fact, I would just have to strap them down because, because they're just going to do it. But there are stores, while well, I've never been in a china shop, I have been in very nice stores with lots of glass. And, and I have to tell Tatum and tell Oliver, and well, if Oliver even understands what I'm saying, I have to say, don't touch. Don't touch that. Those don't touch commandments are necessary for our children because they can hurt themselves or they can damage others. They can damage things. And so when we say don't touch, we aren't hurting them. Rather, we are protecting them and we are training them and we are loving them. And in the Old Testament, God's don't touch commandments did exactly the same thing. It was those don't touch commandments which trained us and, and, and told us how to live and, and instructed us. It was those don't touch commandments that were necessary. They were necessary for the people. It was necessary. In fact, if Adam and Eve had just listened to that one command of don't touch, sin would have never entered into the world. But they did touch. And sin did enter the world. And with sin, there was separation. There was separation from God and his people. There was a veil that appeared. But God got tired of that distance between him and his creation. The laws, the boundaries, the sacrifices, the commandments, the constant ceremonies, the priesthood, the temple veils, and the endless shed blood all said this. You can't touch God, and God can't touch you. That's why you have to bring a sacrifice. That's why you have to go to the high priest. That's why you have to come to these festivals. That's why you have to go to the tabernacle, because you can't touch God. And God Oh, God, he, he can't touch you like he wants to. And if you touch God, you will die. The whole Old Testament, it can be summarized in those words, those two words, don't touch. It's the don't touch testament. That's why Job said in his troubles that if he only knew where he could find God, he would like to go to his throne and just talk to him. Oh, that I know and all oh, that I knew where I might find him. That I might come even to his seat. Yes. And some could say that that's the signature verse of the Old Testament. That I can't find God. I don't know where he is. I can't talk to him. I cannot reach and I cannot touch him. Job felt that boundary. That boundary that I can't touch God. And that God cannot touch me. But God did something about it, didn't he? God came. Galatians 4, 3, and 5 says, Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness, someone say the fullness, of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under that law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. God came. God came. That's why we're celebrating. That's why, why, why we're celebrating this Christmas season because God came in the flesh. John 1 and 14 says that that word which was made flesh, it dwelt amongst us and we beheld its glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He came 
Because he couldn't take that veil separating you and I any longer. That veil that separated us, he came to tear it down. He came to tear down that separation so that we could, in fact, touch God and that God could touch us. It was don't touch until Jesus Christ came. Don't touch the mountain. Don't touch the leper. Don't touch the sick person. Don't touch anything unclean. Don't touch. Don't touch. Don't touch. But Jesus came to touch lives. Matthew 8 and 15, he said, Jesus touched her hand and the fever left her. Matthew 17 and 7 says that Jesus touched them and said, arise and be not afraid. Luke 22 and 51 says that Jesus touched his ear and healed him. Matthew 20 and 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes and immediately, someone say immediately, they received sight. Luke 7 and 14, Jesus came and touched the coffin and he said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Mark 10 and 13, and they brought young children to him and he, he, should, touch, he should touch them. Matthew 3 and 10, Jesus had healed many insomuch that they pressed upon him for to touch him. Luke 6 and 19, the whole multitude sought to touch Jesus for there went virtue out of him and healed them all. Mark 6 and 56, and who, whithersoever Jesus entered into villages or cities or countries, they laid the sick in the streets and besought him that they might touch if it were but the border of his garment. And as many as touched him were made whole. You see, if Jesus was just a prophet, this wouldn't be a big deal. But he is not just a prophet. He was not just a prophet. He was God, and God came. God came to touch. God came to to heal. God came to deliver and God is still in the touching business. God is still in the healing business and whatever need you have God came to touch you. God came to heal you. God came to restore you and bring you back to life. That's why God came. That's why God came. The word was made flesh and it dwelt Amongst us, and people touched him. God was touching people, and for the first time, people could now touch God. And you today, you in this room, whether you're clean, whether you're unclean, whether you've got issues, whether you've got baggage, whether you've got pain, whatever you've got. I'm here to remind you that you can still touch God. And God can still touch you. I'm thankful because he's an accessible God. There is not a separation. There is no longer that wall that separates us from him. It's no longer don't touch him. It's, it's no longer you can't be touched by him. But we are living in the New Testament day that says if you need God, all you got to do is reach out and you can touch God. All you got to do is reach out and he will meet you there. We're living in a day that says, that in a day where you can get what you need, all you got to do is call on him. 
How do you touch God? It's simple. You just call on the name of Jesus. You just reach out and speak that name of life over your life. You speak that name of truth over your circumstance. You speak the word of faith and you will touch God. You can touch God. He can be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, Hebrews 4.15 says. People with infirmities are people with afflictions. People that are broken. People that are wounded and people that are violated. People that have been hurt. He says, it's the feeling of your infirmity that touches me. That's what he says. Your humility, your tears, your need, your pain... Your infirmity touches me. You don't touch him because you're so good. You don't touch him because you've got it all together. You don't touch him because you're ceremonially clean today. You touch him because you are unclean and that you, because you have need and because you have issues and you have things going on in your life and that because you live on earth and on earth you're not going to have it all together. You live on earth and life is not always going to be a pretty picture. You live on earth and on earth we have a need and we are privileged today that when we have need we're, we're privileged to know the one we can go to. We're privileged to know the one we can call on when we have a need. We're privileged that we live in a day where there's no longer separation. That all we got to do is reach out and touch. We got to reach out and call. All we got to do is call on Jesus. In the Old Testament, your infirmity made it that you could not touch. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Don't touch them. In the Old Testament, it was your infirmity that caused you to be isolated. It was your infirmity that caused you to be an island. It was your infirmity that caused you to be all alone. But in the New Testament age, your infirmity is that which touches God. It's your infirmity which meets with God. It's your infirmity that causes you to have a connection with God. You can touch Him and He can touch you. Isaiah 53 and 5 says that he was wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. And that the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. You can touch him today. You can reach out and touch him. God came. And God came to touch. And because God came to touch, you can touch him today. You can touch him today. Would you stand with me today? The Gospels tell us the story of the woman that had that issue of blood. She had been suffering for 12 years. One of the most well-known passages in Scripture. 12 years she spent all she had to find a cure. She spent all of her finances consulting physicians. She, she did all she could do. She did all that she knew to do, but nothing worked and nothing helped. Nothing helped. She was drained by her issue. Her issue was blood. She was losing blood. 
It was a physical issue, but much more than a physical issue, it was an emotional and a mental issue because more than blood she was losing, she was losing a whole lot of other things. She was being drained of every relationship she ever had. She was being drained of all she ever knew. She was being drained of all of her finance. She was living in isolation. She was the woman on the island. She was the woman that was all alone and by herself, alienated from everyone and anyone she ever loved, anyone she ever knew. We don't know much about her past, but I can tell you that her life had radically changed because of her infirmity, because of that which she was going through. She could not be touched, for she was unclean. And if you touched her, you were unclean. So she could not be touched. Don't touch her. Don't touch her. Don't touch. Don't touch. And all she heard was the same thing. Don't touch. Don't touch me. Don't, don't come here. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch my stuff. She was an island. She was all alone in isolation. But then one day, the scripture tells us that something happened spectacular. It tells us that Jesus, Jesus walked by. Jesus walked by her life. And when she came to rock bottom, she got so desperate that she was not going to let Jesus just walk on by her. And, and rock bottom is not a bad place to be because rock bottom is the, exactly the place you need to be to become desperate enough to take yourself out of your comfort zone and place yourself in a position for God to touch you. And that's what she did. She got out of her comfort zone. She reached out and she touched the border, the hem of his garments. She touched, she reached. She reached out with everything she had left, with all she could, and she touched him. She touched him. She touched him. She touched him. And what I love about that is that today, you can still touch him. No, is he, is he here in the physical in terms of, of you seeing his flesh and blood walking down the aisle? No. But I believe that God's presence is in the room today. I believe that just as real as, and just as close as she was to him that day, that you are just as close to him on this day. That you are in the very presence of Jesus Christ. The one who walked by her and that she reached out and touched you today are in the very same presence of the Holy Ghost. The one who came to touch you and I. And immediately, when she reached out and touched his garment, immediately she was healed. 
Now in this church, we talk a lot about the incremental miracles and healings because we believe in that. We believe that this life is a journey and that all of us are on a different step in our journey and that, that whatever step you're on, that's something we celebrate. So if God's delivering you or healing you incrementally, we rejoice with that, don't we? We rejoice with that. But there's also another reality in Scripture that while God heals incrementally, there are moments that He heals immediately. And suddenly there was a sound of heaven. Suddenly is a part of our vocabulary as the church. And I believe on this Sunday morning, if you reach out and touch the Lord, that you can immediately be healed. That you can immediately be restored. That you can immediately be touched because we serve a God we serve a God who is not in high peace high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin and so let us therefore come boldly someone say boldly today I wonder if there's anyone that will come boldly to this altar today that will come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need so today i open this altar i open this space today so that someone can reach out and touch god for god came to touch your life on this sunday morning all you gotta do is reach out and touch the lord all you gotta do is call on the name of jesus call on the name of the lord and you shall be saved the scripture says it doesn't matter if this is your first time in a in a worship service or whether you've been here a thousand times god is just as close to each and every one of us all you gotta do is call on him all you gotta do is reach out to him today and he is here and he is available and he is close he is close someone get desperate for him Get out of your comfort zone and say, God, I, I'm not allowing you to leave until thou bless me. Except thou bless me, God. I'm not leaving this house. I'm not leaving this sanctuary. Today, God, I'm here to touch you. I'm here to feel the touch of your hands, the touch of the great physician, the touch of Almighty God, the God who robed himself in flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory, the God who healed blinded eyes and opened deaf ears, the one who brought dead back to life is in this room. He's here, he's available. Just reach out and touch the Lord on this Sunday. Oh, Jesus, we reach you. Oh, we reach out to you today. Oh, God, we reach out. We reach out to touch you. God, I reach out so you can touch my marriage. God, I reach out so you can touch my finances. God, I reach out because I, I need your touch in my life. I need your touch in my relationships. I need your touch on my job. 